There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to, uh, or welcome back to part three of the Stompcast. Steph and I uh, and Laura, we're all walking here. In fact, we actually have quite a few people, to be fair. We've got, <laughs> yeah, <a little> <laughs> we've got an entourage here. We've got yeah. my team. We've also got your team as well. So it's uh, not everyone's wandering with us because it would look like it was the Pied Pipers who were walking <laughs> at the front. And everyone's just like following on behind. It is quite funny when we have had Stompcast episodes with quite a few more people with us. People do watch and they're just kind of like, what is going on there? Yeah. Like, because <laughs> we've got, like, like so with the one. headphone, like, yeah, so producer with the holding, um, <laughs> kind of the kit and then yeah we're kind of wandering and then other people are like hiding out of bushes to take photographs they're like what is going on here maybe that's normal in the modeling industry i don't know i don't know um let's pick up from where we were talking in part two um first of all about imposter syndrome i'm fascinated by that and i just wonder um do you think imposter syndrome ever dies does it ever go do you always have it i mean you're you were talking about um taking on investment private investment or whatever to kind of go to that next stage I wonder whether then when you're at that stage, does imposter syndrome go or does it linger? Is it then right now we go to being like a, I don't know, just like in the years, a billion dollar company. Like when, when does you go, actually, do you know what? I'm not an imposter anymore. I think it, well, for me personally, it's really interesting. I used to think when we do this, when we achieve this, it will go. Yeah, then you're when we've ticked this goal off, then I will feel like for me, worthy of my role or like I'm not, someone's not going to come and kind of tap me on the shoulder and say, okay, this dream's over, like now we're going to put someone that actually knows how to do the job in and you'll go back to whatever you were doing before. But so that for me is the, the more kick has grown, the, the harder it's got, which is so interesting because you think it would be the other way around. And was interest, um, there's a, a business that's come out of Australia, a tech business that's been so successful, um, at Ladison. And I think they're like a multi-billion dollar they're huge. I would say, I think they're like worth 10 billion or something crazy, humongous business. They've done amazing work. And one of the founders actually has a TED talk on imposter syndrome. And I remember when I watched that, it was such a pivotal moment for me because I saw this man that has founded this company that has had astronomical success, like one of the biggest businesses out of our time. And he's standing there and saying that he has imposter syndrome. And so for me, it was kind of this two things. One, I felt seen. And then the other part, I thought, do you know what? If you've got, if he's got to where he's got to, which is again beyond all wildest dreams, it means that it's never going to go. So I have to find a way to deal with it because I have a choice. And, and anyone that's listening that has this, you know, this voice in with imposter syndrome, it's this voice in your head, like telling you that you're not good enough to be where you are, and you're an imposter in the situation. And so you have a choice. You can either lean into that and not live out your dreams, not go out of your comfort zone, or you can, what I do, I literally, the voice, it comes and I say like, thank you, I know you're trying to protect me from ever doing anything out of my comfort zone, because really it's what it's doing. But I want to go out of my comfort zone, like I want to grow and I want to evolve, that's what fulfills me. So I'm going to leave that voice at the door and walk in without it. And that's how I I tend to be able to work through it. But it's interesting, there's a lot of people that say the more airtime you give to imposter syndrome, the more it like, 
I don't know, maybe manifesting with people, but for me, it's like actually acknowledging it really helps me because it's like I give it a name, I put it to the side and it's okay to feel self-doubt. And it, I, that just is the way that I'm able to, to work through it. But it is, it is hard and yeah, it doesn't, for me right now, it has, has not gone away and it hasn't got better. Yeah, you, I think you, um, from my experience as well, I think it, it doesn't really go. I think what changes is your ability and how you engage and how you disengage with, with that voice. Because ultimately, yeah, your, your brain just wants you to be comfortable and protected. It's like that, you know, that, it's that human instinct of like, you know, make sure you've got food water shelter and if you've got that don't don't risk anything don't go outside of that because you might lose that but actually if you want to kind of grow and, and you want to kind of challenge yourself you have to go into a position of discomfort in a way similarly perhaps to like running if you want to increase your 5k or to a 10k eventually you're going to have to step out of your comfort for me 5k is a comfort well Same. i don't know actually <laughs> <laughs> i was running on saturday and it was warm and it was like sweating like a pig it didn't feel that comfortable um but you have to push yourself beyond that don't you uh, seth what about you how how do you kind of uh how do you deal with it and and yeah any tips that you could share you know in this third part i really like, i really enjoy digging into kind of tips that people can take away like, mm. what would you say to people listening who yeah, it's not, obviously you guys are building a community in, in, in health. Yeah. They might, you know, someone might want to go and try a new job or it might be try a new form of exercise. What would you say to people to kind of tackle that imposter syndrome? Yeah, it's really interesting because I think 100% I, I struggle with self-doubt like anyone really, but I would never identify what I go through as imposter syndrome. Um, I think I'm incredibly proud of where we've got to with Kick and, and even individually and I acknowledge like the hard work that's gone into it to get us to where it is. So I don't have that same feeling of like one day I'm going to wake up and this was all a dream. I do believe it, it's existing. However, as I kind of touched on before, as the team has grown and our roles have had to evolve and stuff like that, absolutely. There's been insecurities that I've held on to from a very, very young age. And I think the more you talk to people about the self-doubt that they feel or the insecurities they have, the more you kind of realize that a lot of it is rooted from what might've happened to us as, as a kid. Um, and for me, that was always getting judged on my academic abilities or how smart I was or um, kind of being worthless outside of the way that I looked. Um, so for me, when I got into the modeling industry, I thought, okay, great. I've found a career path that um, I could be maybe good at because nothing else really matters. And that was obviously incredibly damaging because especially now that I don't, you know, value myself for just the way that I look or it's not, not the most important thing about me and that I've definitely taken a back seat with modeling. Um, and then we're now running this business that what that's done is it's created a whole lot of self-doubt because I was told my entire life that I wasn't that smart. <laughs> and so like, how is someone who's not that smart running a team or knows, you know, the right strategy or direction to go? Um, so it definitely does come up. But for me, I just try and acknowledge all of our wins that we've had along the way. I try and acknowledge how far we've come. There was a lot of it that we did on our own before we had a team. and just super super proud of that so I would say that like anytime those voices come up like try and find those things to celebrate um, and know that you're unique in everything that you've done and you should be so proud and and maybe talk to yourself we, we say this it's the same with you know body image talk as well um, as work like talk to yourself and bring yourself up like you would a friend if you had a friend that was maybe going through a hard time in business or judging themselves and putting themselves down like you'd be so quick to remind them of all of these incredible things that they've achieved um, and sometimes that can make them feel better so give that a try for yourself. I think that's pretty amazing advice I mean I've written um, 
I wrote uh, my book, The Mind Manual, and a, a, part of that, or a solid chapter of that is actually all about imposter syndrome and how to kind of um, navigate that because I think a lot of these questions come ahead and one of the big things is like not identifying as being an imposter is a big one mm. and like looking for reasons your brain often goes oh yeah you can't do that okay well why what are the things I can do what are the characteristic traits or you know measures that or, or journeys I've had that mean that I, I can do this isn't it and then there is always that bit that five ten percent that's the leap into the unknown but that's the excitement of life right I, I go on about this but I think you know one of the most beautiful things about life is you don't know what's going to happen how boring would it be I know. I mean, it might be lovely if you could just put your feet back and go, right, Kate's going to be this, uh, you know, you're going to have an audience of one billion, you're going to make 10 billion quid. It might sound lovely, but it'd be quite boring if you just knew everything was going to happen every single day. You knew every challenge, you knew every answer. What would be the point? Mm-hmm. Isn't it? It's part of it is, is going through that. Now, funny enough, I, as I mentioned, book, um, I uh, I said that your book was called Find Your Peace. <laughs> which we said. Which is it, a great it's, name. It's a for great a book. name. Yeah. If anyone, because it's not our name, so if anyone needs a name, <laughs> yeah. you could have just delivered it. could have delivered it. Someone can take it, they can have it. I'm, I'm writing another book at the moment. It's not actually called Find Your Peace, so there you go. So uh, there's there's the blooper out of the way. Um, so what's the book actually called? And, uh, you know, very different from, from the ebook, perhaps, in terms of. Well, people can, can buy this in, in, in the shops and so on. You published in February, I believe. And this is your, is it your second or third book? Second well, book. Yeah. Third include the e-book. The, yeah. the, the e-book as well. So what, tell us about the book and, and, and why would, what, what can people take away from it that will be helpful to them in their journeys in life? So it's called You Take Care and it's lessons in looking after yourself. Which is a good yourself. name, by the way. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. I did yeah, like yours, though. I did. I did. <laughs> it's still a good it name. Is, it's got a ring to it. <laughs> it was hard to name because it the book was. encapsulates so much, really. It was. And so it was lessons in taking care of, of yourself. And so what we wanted to do was bring all of the experts that we've worked with along the journey and then our learnings as well and put it into a book with the things that, you know, that we have to work through. And I think it's the things as well that through school, you just don't get those lessons. Like, for example, like how to work through fear, like how to like um, anxiety, like if you're feeling really anxious and how to trying to calm those worrying thoughts. And we've got an amazing psychologist that work with on that. Um, And then as well, like navigating shame and what that feels like and what that actually means. They're things that these emotions that we're kind of told that, you know, any emotion like jealousy, envy, all those things that we should just never feel them and you're really bad if you do, but, but we all do feel them. And so it's kind of, we wanted to be really honest about all the emotions and all, and all the things that, that we feel and that we have to navigate like through our 20s, but then also, you know, sometimes a little bit earlier and, and beyond. And it's kind of a, what, the way that, I mean, I use it all the time. I've got all these kind of little bookmarks of areas that in my life, because it's, it's a journey, right? Like sometimes I feel really confident in my career, but then in other areas I feel like shit or, you know, whatever it might be. And we all have a journey with, with where we're at. So I'll often go back and read parts of it, depending on what I need in that moment. To um, treat it like a manual. Then. Exactly. Oh, but it's yeah, not a manual in terms of a rule. No, no, no. It's not but in a rule the sense that you can go you back and go. forth and yes. you can go to that part you of it. Go, my sleep's actually really good at the moment. For example, like when I think about my book, it's like the sleep's good at the moment, but I actually I do need to work on, you know, I'm getting these doubts, the imposter syndrome, for example. Yeah. So you yeah. can really pick the bit that you're working on. I'm really glad that you um, brought up actually things like the, those kind of feelings that you have, things like jealousy, because I think society, mm-hmm. social media, uh, demonizes a lot of these feelings that people have. Oh, people get jealous that, you know, awful people jealousy is actually a very important uh, primal instinct it's about protective mechanisms it's kind of similar to imposter syndrome and you have to kind of learn to manage jealousy because obviously it can it can impact all sorts of areas of your life and a big part of the well 
well, there was an issue with the comparison syndrome or comparison culture if didn't, people didn't get jealous, right? Mm -hmm. It's a big part of why it happens, so people really do get jealous. How, how do you deal with, perhaps in a more specific context, how do you deal with comparison and things? Because there are other health apps out there, there are other people working in this space. Do you, are you quite good at focusing in on what you're doing or do you, is, it, is it easy to get dragged into that comparison? to other people and other other apps, other people? Yeah, so if, I suppose if we're talking about business, it's it, it's important that we're aware of what's going on in the market, you know, what what is uh, t what tech updates are happening and what would the community kind of expect from us because maybe a lot of others have, have gone there and being aware of it is really important, but it's never, like we've never had like a, a mood board or like a, we've, we've heard of other companies that have literally put like, photos from other people's apps or like you know things in general just up as like inspiration or and it's not we don't do that but we're aware of what's going on in the market I think because we're so connected with our greater why which is just you know changing the relationship people have with themselves and their body if they do that through kick amazing like great we've, we've served that purpose if they find that through some other app or other venue or through other experts that's fine too like that that's our that's our purpose that's our why it's it's not to just grow subscriber base the only reason we want to grow subscribers is because we know how kit can help people so ultimately it just means that we're touching more people's lives it's not this competitive thing um and i also find that whenever i find myself feeling jealousy or comparison like even outside of work and just like in general it's because something else is off balance in life like maybe I haven't had as much time for myself to like really check in and how I'm honestly feeling or um, yeah maybe I haven't really been listening to what brings me joy and have been ignoring those kind of senses and so then that can lead me into kind of those negative emotions that we've demonized and that we've taught ourselves we should never feel like jealousy. Because perhaps it's a it's a hard truth sometimes but most of feelings like jealousy, it tells you very little about the external, it tells you much more about the internal, mm -hmm. isn't it? Because if you're truly uh, at peace and comfortable with something, it might be your career or your uh, family or your, your whatever it is, your, 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 yeah, your body or whatever. If you're comfortable with that, then jealousy is very rarely going to take, it might rear its head a little bit, but you'll yeah. quash it very, very exactly. quickly. So I think some of it as well is recognizing if I am someone that's kind of getting jealous, what, what's going on there? Don't demonize it yourself. Don't start being, the last thing you want to do is become like mean towards yourself. It's going like in a kind and compassionate way. Where does that come from? What is it? Is it perhaps that I feel jealous of someone else's physique, but that's because I have an unhealthy view of my own body. I'm not actually loving my own body and being appreciative. It's very, it's all kind 100%. of quite linked And it doesn't isn't it? feel good, does it? Like no. in terms of when, when we're jealous, we usually will then judge because we're like, mm -hmm. I, I mean, I do that. It's like I, someone, I feel intimidated by someone. And so instead of being like, wow, I'm so inspired by them, you go to, oh, well, they're so arrogant or, you know, who do they think they are, whatever, whatever it might be. And when you're judging people or talking about others or whatever, it feels like mm -hmm. in your body, and you can probably talk to the science of this, but everything like squishes. Yeah. And it's, it's just such a, it's a horrible feeling. But it is, it's rooted from an insecurity of your own, like without a doubt. Anytime that I've felt that jealousy or judgment, it's like absolutely connected to it. One of the best of ways own. I've personally found is whenever you feel that creeping up, up in yourself, go and tell that person, well done for what you're doing or whatever. If it's about that situation, 
like, and don't, by the way, don't everyone assume that therefore whenever I comment on another person's face and <laughs> you're doing great, isn't that jealous? But, I'm, but, but, but it is a really good way of doing it and being like, do you know what, fair play to what you're doing. Or I'm really pleased for that or, or whatever. And, and, and actually then you turn something that's potentially negative into something really positive and also going like, what can I learn? Like maybe almost you said, if you're looking, if someone else is genuinely doing a better job of, I don't know, they've, they've made a better app, whatever, and go, what can I actually learn from them? copying a plagiaristic sense but like <laughs> is there something I can learn it's from this mm. it's great isn't yeah. it and actually what you often find um, is that people who have that mindset or, or often keep elevating and growing because they don't have the restrictive mindset they have the kind of growth of like well what can I learn mm. who can I collaborate with it, it helps so much in every area of like life not that scarcity mindset yeah, it's, it's, it's abundance. It, it makes a huge mm. difference, doesn't it? So the book is out now and it's, it's out everywhere. It's available. Yeah, you can get it on Amazon. We actually, I, I, we've signed quite a few of them at our events and I said, where did you get this? Did you ship it from Australia? And they said, no, it's on Amazon. So there you go. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Right, let's do a health fact of the week. Uh, our height differs uh, depending on the time of day. You're taller in the morning than you are in the evening because the cartilage between your bones compressed throughout the day. That is true, um, and it, it happens quite a lot because you've got your vertebra, and then in between you've got this, this cartilage, this padding, if you like, that acts a bit, a bit like your suspension. And um, it's how dehydrated that becomes throughout the day. It kind of squishes, and then as you lie flat, that kind of rehydrates, it swells, and you, you gain height. It, it varies about an inch, inch and a half an a inch. day. Yeah, because when you lie flat in the evening, so your, your cartilage, kind of, if you, if you think, between so your your that padding expands a little bit in the night time when you stand up you're compressing that throughout the day and you're, you're effectively squeezing that it becomes slightly dehydrated i think that's the right way of uh, yeah. describing it so that is so interesting so if you want to like if you want to go on hinge and say that you're six foot you have the best chance <laughs> of saying it of course the, the, the that would go against everything we've talked about <laughs> in this entire podcast but if you wanted to then that's the way to do it in the morning so would you know what they're here we have not been drinking enough water, no. and every day the I'm the, the shortest day, I've ever been. We are, we are probably, I reckon we're three inches shorter than normal. Because every night we're like, God, we've got a headache. Yeah. We should have drank more water today. Because when you're on the go and you're in your normal like death situation, and every then we yeah. wake up the next day and we don't drink enough water, and then we, we've done it every single day. So maybe this we're is now I want to get taller. Hydration, again. hydration is yes. key. But it's something. Uh, well, I guess uh, well, it's a, there is quite a connection there actually in the modelling industry. In the types of modelling that you did, was height an important factor? Because you are both, I would say, like you're tall. Yeah, like, I was um, kind of on the cusp for for commercial models anyway, which is basically like your what's commercial model? That's magazines online. Yeah, yeah. so um, you kind of catwalk model, I would have been on the shorter side, like might have just been booked, but was definitely probably the shortest in the line. 
Um, so Laws was, was taller in that. But it was this weird thing that your height like really mattered. And I used to say, yeah. instead of saying I was like 5'9", I was like, I'm 5'9 and a half. I had to have that. Oh, half so you inch knew that. So, like, so, you, so you could have gained another important. half or one if you yeah. had done it in the morning. Yeah, I reckon so it's changed. It's changed a lot changed. with Has social it? media, definitely. Yeah, so there's a lot more. There used to be you could not go into the agency unless, unless you were yeah. a height. Like yeah. there was like it's like the, on a ride when you have. I don't know what Sounds you have so to Luna Park in Melbourne, but it's like, world. here's the height bizarre. you have to be, don't enter, you can't well, enter if I you're mean, below that, but it's changed a lot with social media and more people like It's definitely a, a very, very good thing, don't get me wrong. I think why it was that way and why there was like this specific size was just because of pure laziness really of the industry, because they would buy a sample size of clothing. No. And obviously if you, it's yeah, that, it is, that that's the reason. And so like they'd have the sample size and if you didn't fit it, then like it was going to cost them a lot of money. That was the reason. I see, that's the last possible yeah. reason. I also I think thought, it's like, probably the idealistic like a, body type as well that's very linked into it. But it's, it's bizarre it's because that height surely is like is so far off. There's another health factor we would like to find silly. out. It is silly. What's the average height of, of, of women? We looked at this. Off, oh, no, we, we looked did. at the average height because we were talking about with, with one of our friends who's she's yeah. an inch taller than me. She's, she's very, very tall. tall. Like, so I'm 5'11", she's six foot. Right. And we were talking about, so Steph and I are both taller than our husbands. And I'm like, I'm a little bit taller. I just rock. I wear heels. He's smaller than me. That's fine. He doesn't yeah. care, which is great. But we were because she's very tall. We were talking about: Are you going to be able to find someone who's taller than you or of the same height? And we googled the average height of a guy, and it's what was it? It was actually it, well, it was less than what you thought. Two, what, is that the average height on him? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I think it was five, maybe five ten. Yes. I think yes. it was five nine or five ten. It wasn't, 10. It wasn't actually that. Big. So what's the uh, inverted commas or quote unquote whatever ideal height or the minimum height they used to say for a catwalk model and what are you supposed to be? Five nine. It, I cannot, but I want to say it's bizarre, isn't There's it? There's a fact yes. of the week. So it's because effectively couldn't. Maybe yeah. you want to save money or can be bothered to have multiple sizes. Well, because if just say there was like one pair of jeans and they were a certain length, which was just whatever this brand made, and then someone who was 5'6 was modelling in them versus someone who was 5'9 who fit the mould, they would look baggy and they wouldn't look. But it, it is, you're so right. It's so far off the average. More often than not, I feel like there would be people buying those clothes and being really disappointed with the length because they're not, no one's 5'9. It wasn't inclusive, five, nine. It wasn't inclusive at all. Different. So it was size eight, like size six to eight. Yeah. That was the size and then the height. And now when you go, it's so great. When you go on websites, there's like all different yeah. body types, which is, that's important. You need to be seen. We're not there. It's not there yet to where it needs to be. Like there's still a long way yeah. have people, to go. Have people from the industry spoken with you about like have you had conversations with the industry since like, I understand you do a little bit but obviously this is primarily what you do now are people kind of going oh gosh you know these girls have actually made a dent here or that there's a real point here is it is there a willingness to change um, in the industry I had Jodie Kidd on the podcast um, who was you know supermodel one of the most famous supermodels here in the UK and and, I, and it was baffling to me um, some of the stuff she explained from, from back then I just wonder how much has it changed and are we actually anywhere near well, I mean, we're not like heavily in it anymore. So it's really hard to say, you know, for the, the day to day and the castings and stuff like that, I, I couldn't put my hand on my heart and, and say like, it's, it's changed. From what I know from friends who are still in the industry, as Laura touched on, brands are definitely being more diverse, which means the agencies that are taking models on and signing models have to be more diverse, of course. Um, so that's great. But there's still, I think there's still a really long way to go. So I think whilst it's definitely made a step in the right direction and it's not just like one mould that you had to fit, which it was when we were, I suppose, both doing it more full time, um, it's definitely better, but it can always be better. Is there a minimum height for guys? Would I be, or is it too tall? Would I be too probably, tall? Yeah, there that? probably is. I wouldn't have fit the jeans, would I? 
for no, the think, art fair too long. No, I think for guys, how tall are you? 6'3". 6'3". I have, that is, that is a real 6'3". Is that three, night not, or morning? That's not a hidden 6'3", <laughs> that's a real 6'3". Uh, that's, uh, I probably, I must be 6'4 in the morning maybe. I feel I like know. from working with male models, it was always between 6 foot and probably your high max. But again, that was just with who I worked with. I'm I saying work the average is like, what, 5'10 or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. yeah, very interesting. Well, listen, it's been absolutely amazing having the podcast. And you have your own podcast, don't you, as well? Yeah, the Kick, Pod. Kick Pod. Um, so very clever, keeping it all on brand. It all, all, all obvious. <laughs> we'll have so, to have you on. I'd love if you to. Are you going to come to I'd Australia? Love to. I'd, I'd, be, I'd love to come to Australia. The only thing, I'll be very honest, I'm very, very afraid. So don't I need say spiders guys. or snakes. Spiders, snakes, no. sharks. I really, really, because do you know what the problem is? We live is? there <laughs> and we are problem, fine. Do you know what the problem is? It's TikTok. I go on, every time I go on yes. TikTok, I'm seeing another huge snake falling through a ceiling. No, okay. I'm seeing a spider come out the toilet or a shark coming out the sea, you know? Because of your, um, your I'm a celebrity, get me out of here, is shot in Australia. And in like cool Which is so crazy. I never knew that. Ours is shot in South, South Africa, Africa, I think. Yeah. But to us, it's, there's a lot, not in Melbourne or Melbourne. Yeah. No, but as, even as you say, so I'm okay there. I go You're out fine. the country all the time and I'm fine. I've grown up going to the country all the How time. How often Where do you there see a snake? Oh, uh, you know what? Every I've day. probably seen 20 snakes in the wild in my entire life. Oh, wow. oh okay. I've seen five. I, I, I'm not as... Yeah, but um, I grew up going to I'm the, not in like, the country. camping and stuff. Oh, you've, seen, you've seen less? I, I've seen I five. I thought you'd yeah. see one every day like, on the way to no, work or something. No, no. On the way to work, is it? No. <laughs> like, it's like on the bus, on, on the track. They're coming no. through the ceiling. But if I keep saying to Abby, like, like, <laughs> it's a huge one. I said, imagine you're in your lounge, there's one coming through the ceiling. There is parts of Queensland, like I've had friends who film their snakes in their backyard and I'm like, that's not a vibe. Yeah, but they choose to live there. They do, yeah. I've seen five spiders, more spiders, but poisonous ones five, five snakes. That you're fine. Okay, I'll come. I'll come. Yeah, I'd love to come, come on the podcast. I'll come. I'll do it. It sounds safe there, so avoid avoid Queensland. You said I'm sure it's beautiful, but don't go there. No, I, honestly, it'll go on my list of places. I just can't visit. There. I get scared of these things. Well, listen, honestly, it's been absolutely amazing having you on the podcast. It's uh, it's been it's been really good fun, and I hope you're you're going back on Saturday, aren't Saturday. you, home? So I hope you have a lovely few days still here in the UK. And uh, yeah, it's just great to great to have the Stompcast. And if if people are listening and you want to check out the app, just go on the App Store, presumably, or wherever you get your apps on Android, search it and check out the book. Don't look for Find Your Peace, look for the actual you take care. Day, which is You Take Care. That's the one, I'll say it wrong otherwise. You take care and of course check out the podcast. Take care everyone. We'll see you um, on Behind the Stompcast in a mo where we, we reflect on the takeaway tips from, from with our guests, also where we're recording, give you advice and things. So Apple Podcasts, if you subscribe to Behind the Stompcast, you'll get access to that. See you very soon. Take care and goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.